Kim Power has 90 mobile masseurs working for her around Australia, which frees her up to massage the likes of Sir Richard Branson, Kylie and Tony Robbins. It's a star-studded episode 477 of the award-winning Small Business Big Marketing Podcast. Well, I said, welcome to a small business marketing show where successful small business owners share their souls to take your marketing straight to the lead. Now, here's your host, Mr. Timbo Reed. And welcome back to your weekly dose of marketing melodrama. I'm your host, Timbo Reed. You infinitely more importantly, are a motivated business owner and you are so ready to crank out some great marketing to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it deserves to be. And if that's not enough and you're itching to fast track your marketing, then let's get personal. Just you and me with a one-on-one coaching session, which you can book over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Big episode today. Masseuse to the stars, Kim Power, shares how she's built Australia's largest independent supplier of in-room massage services to over 900 four- and five-star hotels across Australia, and how she's got some pretty big clients along the way. Another motivated listener wins big in this week's Monster Prize draw for simply being ridiculously helpful, and I'll let you in on next week's guest, who's responsible for the most successful crowdfunding campaign of all time on Indiegogo. It's a great interview coming up. As per usual, team, there is marketing G-O-L-D dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ, which is a hotel room in Melbourne right now. So let's get stuck right in. Quick update on the Idea Exchange podcast that I am putting together. Uh, I did announce it a few weeks ago. It is a podcast that I'm doing for American Express and I'm interviewing, I'm going into the businesses of some amazing Australian business founders, including Kiki K's Christina Carlson, Show Pose Jane Liu, Thank You's Daniel Flynn, just to name a few. And in season one, we discuss their views on managing their business's finances, how to build great cultures, what's worked for them from a growth strategy point of view, their views on work-life balance. We really get stuck into all aspects of their business. The launch date is more likely to be late September or early October. It's coming together beautifully. Really excited to bring it to you and I will let you know once the trailer goes live and you can subscribe on your favourite podcast app. It will be called The Idea Exchange. Looking forward to getting it out to you. So I was emceeing an event recently for American Express at Brisbane's beautiful Carlisle Hotel. Boy, isn't that a special place, where I met today's guest, Kim Power. She actually came up to me afterwards and said what a great job I'd done. And so, of course, she had my full attention. Anyway, it turns out she's the founder of that business that places cards in four- and five-star hotel rooms around Australia, offering mobile massage services. And she's been doing it since 1993. Kim now has massage therapists working for her in every state of Australia, which has allowed her to focus on her own personal brand and side business, in which she is the go-to masseur for the big stars that come to Australia. Now, we're talking big, big stars. I'll list a few more later, but like as I said at the start, you know, Tony Robbins, Sir Richard Branson, 
Kyles. She's good. Now, don't let Kim's relaxed nature fool you in this interview. She's well and truly experienced the ups and downs of starting, growing and scaling a small business. And as she says herself, her dogged determination has enabled her to create a quality of life that her teenage self would never, ever have dreamt possible. Such an inspiring little interview, this one. She kindly made the trip down from Brizzy, that's Brisbane, for overseas guests, for this interview, which I love, love a good face-to-face interview, and I was lucky enough to enjoy a two-hour massage from her the night before she joined me in my Noosa studio, where we talked about how and why she launched Rejuvenators, how she strikes partnerships with the big hotel chains, very important strategy, the moment uh, during her business journey where she stood to lose absolutely everything in the Supreme Court, how she gets some of the world's biggest celebs as clients, the role marketing plays in a business and plenty more. I started off by asking Kim if she felt successful. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's an interesting question. I don't know if I've ever really been asked very directly like that before, but I do. In my own unique way, yeah, I do. What's it feel like? <sighs> uh, it feels like I'm on purpose. Oh, nice. How long has it felt like that? Um, on and off over the years. Uh, probably there's times when it's fleeting and then there's times when it's absolutely rock solid. And in the last probably 12 months, um, absolutely on purpose. What does being on purpose feel like? Hmm. It feels like solid. Like it feels very solid and very grounded, uh, clear thought, clear intent, knowing why you do what you do every day, even during the hard parts of it where you don't want to do it. Yeah. Bounce out of bed? Uh, Yes and no. There's moments of that. And then, like I said, like, you know, it's not this sort of joyous thing that's like every single minute of the day, every day. Mm. Like, even though I know that I'm on purpose and doing what I love, there are times when it's hard and you're tested. You're a very intuitive person. I guess you would see a lot of people who aren't on purpose. I get to feel it in their body when I'm working on them. Uh, But also, too, just, yeah, when I do meet people, like, you can tell, you know, uh, well, hold on, I'll take that back. I can get a good sense of that in in the way of their energy, their brightness, you know, just their their way of being. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Do you feel compelled to tell them? No. Or is it not your business? No, (laughs) no. So not my business. Really? Unless they um, are inquiring. Yeah, not my place. Okay. Not my place. Even though you have that innate skill. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're on purpose because you've created a wonderful business called Rejuvenators. Mm. And when I met you a couple of weeks ago at that American Express do at the lovely Carlisle Hotel, wasn't that beautiful? Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. you came up and said hello, and the minute you said what you did, I'm like, I know that business. Like, to me, that is uh, iconic's probably too big a word, with all respect, but it's a, it's a business that I just, it's like the hotel card where you can get mobile masseurs. I've seen it everywhere, and it's just been part of, because I travel so much. 
Yeah. It's like, wow, you're you're that person. I am that person. Yeah, you're like, a, it's like meeting a little rock star. <laughs> so, 1993, you had the idea, you're a, bit of, you're a hairdresser. Yeah. And you had the idea that maybe I'd just go and do something else. Mm-hmm. Why? All my clients used to come 20, 30 minutes early and I had this huge following of, of hairdressing clients and they would all get the scalp massage at the basin and just be so blissed out. <laughs> They'd be like, oh my God, Kim, you should you should be a masseuse. And I didn't even know what that was at the time. Mm. So I went and studied and uh, fell in love with it and the light went off for hairdressing and on for massage and as they say, the rest is history. And, and was that simply at that time you went became a, a, a masseuse, a, single, a solopreneur? Going around, Mass, did you, did you have some retail presence or were you mobile no. from day one? I actually worked in a little clinic for um, uh, an amount of time mm-hmm. and I was always have been really like strong work ethic. When I say I'm going to do something, I do. And um, I worked really hard for my boss and uh, at some point he showed me his gratitude for that and I probably didn't appreciate the way he showed me. So I moved on and thought, okay. I think I'll just maybe do some mobile work. You didn't appreciate how he showed you gratitude. Mm. What did he do? It was a little yeah. inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we move on. So you, oh well, there's a nice little sign for you to go move on and do. So you started your own little business. Yeah. Never yeah. run a business before? No. No. And that idea was a one person massage business? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. just mobile. And, uh, I didn't even have a car at the time, but occasionally he would get, uh, from his clinic, he would get requests to go and do massage at hotels. And so the Stamford Hotel in Brisbane was my very first client. And uh, I just went there and I had a little business card printed and I was like, hi, (laughs) my name's Kim and if you need me, please give me a call. And and lo and behold, they started calling and then that one hotel led to two, led to three, led to... Just like that? Yeah. And, and um, I love the fact that you were a mobile masseuse without a car yeah. and there was no Ubers back then. Were you getting cabs around or really I, friends? I was getting cabs to start with. <gasps> Carrying and then, a table? Yeah. And then I, and then I ended up um, getting a car loan and, and doing it that way. So, yeah. And at what point did then Rejuvenators kick in? Because Rejuvenators is a business that now has how many masseuses? Oh, we've got anywhere between 80 and 120 around at any the sort of given time. Yeah. So at what point did you go, okay, I'm going to scale this? Those, that back in the day, it wasn't a word, you know. Um, it was very... Entrepreneur was a dirty word back then. Uh, yeah, so was masseuse. Yes. <laughs> uh, but what happened was I just started to get so busy and I was working so much that I thought... I'm letting people down and I don't want to do this. Mm. You know, it's like my job to help them and I want to do that. So how do I do it? Well, I'll put on some of my friends that I studied with. Mm-hmm. And so I interviewed them, picked the best ones. And um, one turned to two, turned to three, turned to four. And yeah, that's how Rejuvenators got born. And at one point I did do a, a workshop, you know, a small business workshop. And it was like, don't brand it under your own brand name. Because if you do, then how do you sell the business at some point? Under Kim Power. Yeah, right. yeah. That's so. good. That's probably that's pretty good advice. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So you come up with the name Rejuvenators. Yeah. At what point did then you were you forced to get off the tools, so to speak, or did you never get off the tools? Oh no, I, I was off for a while. Hmm. Um, did you hate that? Yes and no. 
I, in the start of the journey, I mean, all, oh my gosh, I loved, loved, loved and still do being hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just pure joy for me and it's effortless. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. So when I started to transition into growing the business, then I, I realized I was just as passionate about entrepreneurship and about systems and process, not the part of doing it because I'm a big picture creative person. Mm. (laughs) So it struggled with like the detail of writing it. But when I realized the power of what those systems and process could do for my business and how I could then scale, Mm. um, it was a case of, okay, let's do this. And so I got creative in the way that I did it uh, and just allowed the team to help me build those systems and processes as I went. So. What what are we talking about? What, what kind of systems and processes? Uh, internal training, training. Like video training, um, you know, written procedure manual, all of the boring stuff. Did you stuff. say video training? Yeah. This is like the 90s. There weren't yeah. even smartphones around. Yeah. Like that sort of came a tad later, mm. but in the in the very early times, it was just me in a room with my team, hands-on training them, mm-hmm. going, okay, let's do it this way. Because I just thought everyone massaged like me. And um, what I very quickly realised when I started interviewing, oh, most of them are terrible. Mm. So I had to find a way to be able to bring the great ones up to an even higher level and then know that I could consistently deliver that to my beautiful clients. Why would the great ones want to work for you when they're so great that they could be, you know, amount of, they're getting a percentage, yeah. let's say it's a 50% split or whatever it is. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just go and start their own businesses? What are you doing to retain them? Uh, a lot of therapists are a little scared of sales. And um, they don't know how to market themselves well. They're sometimes a little scared of business. So I, as much as I really didn't know what I was doing in the early days, I sort of figured it out along the way with lots of mistakes and (laughs) failures. But um, I've given them a place to go, you know what, do what you love and I'll help you with the other parts of it. Right. So that it's just um, an easy way for them to gain a little bit more experience and some more income stream. Do you get a few cocky ones that go, right Kim's taught me all I can all I need. I'm gonna go off and start. Of course. Yeah. And that happens okay. in any business, right? It's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, but just quickly back to the systems because that is really important and you were really ahead. Um, we, we were talking last night and you sort of was, was talking about the interview and what we're gonna chat about and you're like, oh, well it just kinda happened and like like things like video training and systems and processes, that doesn't just happen. You had obviously maybe you learned it at the small business course you went to, but we had Michael Gerber on the show a few months ago who wrote the E Myth. Mm, yeah, I'm a right? massive reader. I've right. read his book t- twenty something and he years talk- ago. Okay, awesome yeah. book. Yeah, uh, a game changer for so many, life changing for so many people. He talks about going from a company of one to a business of a thousand, and that's kind of what you did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his book was one of my instrumental tools for going, oh, I have to move. How, how do you, as someone who is high, highly creative, macro thinker, more up in the strategy, blue sky thinking, bring yourself down to the level when you don't want to employ necessarily a, you know, some kind of general manager to do all this? How do you bring yourself down and do that? It can be challenging at times. Mm. Uh, It's not in my flow. And um, so I've got to keep an eye on the big picture. Like what does it really mean for me to do what I do? And will spending the time, I would say, down here in this 
aspect of my business, will it give me the end result? Mm. Looking at the outcome. Yeah. Nice. Can you remember the point where rejuvenators really kind of, you're going, okay, we're onto something here. I've got five, I've got ten. What was that moment in time where you've thought this is a really good little business that's going to see me through and I'm on purpose? You know, I don't know if it's ever really, if I've, it's such a hard thing. Like at every step of the way, even though it was growing and times when it's not grown, when it's gone backwards, you know, and and all of the ups and downs, Mm. uh, I don't think I've ever had that, oh, I've made it because there's always more to do, there's like things to fix. There's but what about when you've adapt. gone, you've rubbed your hands and got, how good is this? Yeah. Look, there's been like when we, uh, you know, when I travel overseas and the business runs and my team are amazing and I come back and nothing's burnt down, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah. really good. So it's like, guys, don't, don't call me unless something burns down. It's an awesome and, acid um, test. Um, yeah. I, I was chatting to a lady the other day who has a, a, a multi-million dollar online fashion empire uh, that she'd created by herself and she, her moment was when she went off to a music festival overseas and came back and had done a million dollar month and she hadn't been there. Wow. And that was like quite, you know, a great proof that this business can run by itself Yeah, with me overseeing it from a distance every now and then. Yeah. Amazing. And I think one of the key learnings of that is as a small business owner, it's really easy to be in the business working on it, in it all the time mm. and you feel like you can't get away. But the trick and the truth of it is you actually have to take the time out take time away to find out where the holes are so that then when things do fall over, you know, or if they fall over, you come back and you just plug that little hole and then you keep going. What does that look like for you? They like strategy days where you go away for two nights down to a Peppers resort somewhere (laughs) with the team or what does that look like? Uh, No, it just means going on holiday and having great time. Oh, so you're actually going, okay, let the ideas kind of come out of you as you're relaxing. Mm. Right. And then when you get back, it's like debrief with the guys, what worked, what didn't work, where are we at, you know, and then fix any little things that need tweaking. So, yeah. Nice way to get a tax-deductible holiday. I'm liking your thinking, Kim. (laughs) I like the cut of your jib. You talked about ups and downs. Yeah. Talked about the ups. What about the downs? There's been many. Has there? Yeah, absolutely. And look, it's... Any business owner would know that usually mm. your own mindset is the the hardest, most difficult place to conquer. Mm-hmm. And um, so if I had have known all those years ago what I was getting myself into, maybe I wouldn't have done it. Really? Yeah. It's been that hard. That Definitely. Definitely. Oh, I didn't I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Yep. What's been the hardest? Uh, I think sometimes... Any fetal sort of in the corner positions happening? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm an empath, so, you right. know, it's like I'm all touchy-feely, so yeah. if it's going to hit me, it'll hit my emotions and I'm just like a sobbing mess in the corner. <laughs> can, we, can we go there? Yeah, yeah. Look, I think sometimes um, for me, I put my heart and soul on my sleeve. I do it for my clients. I do it for my hotel partners, for my suppliers. So... It's a case of I do it for my team as well and I put, I believe in them fully and then sometimes that belief doesn't come back. You know, you get um, 
having a big heart, you can be abused or, uh, you know, taken for granted. Yeah, yeah. And so that's quite hurtful when it happens. Um, Oh, gosh, many, many times, you know. Give us one. What? Let's work through that. Can we unpack that, kid? <laughs> I'm here for you. Hold hands. <laughs> Come on. There we go. We're holding hands. Excellent. What do you got? Excellent. Well, <laughs> let me see. Um, I'll let go because it's, it's getting a bit weird. And my yeah. producer, Jamie's like, you guys are weird. Yeah. Uh, I think... Give us a moment. It happens over the years every now and again where therapists decide that they'll just steal clients. You know, and that's hurtful. Like it's been blood, sweat and tears behind the scenes for me to um, continually grow rejuvenators and have it there to hold uh, the space for the therapist to come on board and earn some money with us. And, you know, we very much protect them, our screening, our safety, the security, everything. Like our therapists are the heart blood of my business as much as my clients are. And so to have them turn around and then, uh, you know, oh, look, come work with me. Like It just, it cuts me to the core. So that's one aspect. Um, I've had ex-partners, you know, try to take the business out from underneath me that ended up in Supreme Court. That wasn't very much fun. Ooh, yeah. That's so, stressful. Yeah. It, it was not great. Uh, so you've had business partners. Uh, it was no my ex ex oh ex, ex as in ex, yeah love life her. partner yeah wow yeah oh okay we'll move on why am I I feel so, like I'm digging up dirt here yeah but, you, you know, know like it is interesting because you know as you say it is mindset yeah. you're here to tell the story mm. others might not have been mm. where did you find the where where do you find the mental strength to go okay I'm now about to enter the Supreme Court and battle it out for the business that I gave birth to. Yeah, it was very challenging. And to go to a higher place where, um, you know, I was coming from a place of, all right, let's just get through this. And rather than make someone wrong or hate them, like there was a heap of learnings and lessons from that whole adventure. Mm -hmm. And um, truly, I think... Walking the talk is really important as a business owner and for me as a healer, uh, having to explore how did that come about. And for me, I didn't honour an inner truth that I'd heard probably years before and let that relationship continue when I probably shouldn't. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to take ownership of of the journey and um, do the work around it and then from there you can grow and move on. Is forgiveness a big part of that? Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, today so many business owners struggle with physical health or mental health, emotional health. And it's the one thing that I am super passionate about is supporting people with all of that. Uh, And as beautiful and amazing as Rejuvenators is, it is my joy. It's my baby. It's now grown up to be a teenager and an adult, thank goodness. Mm. But, um, you know, it's the next step of my journey of birthing my personal brand and then working in that space now too, where I not only just work on uh, the physical body, but I work with my clients on their emotional aspect, on energetic aspects, on lots of things mm. to give them complete well-being. Mm. Yeah, it's As a really I experienced nice place. last night. Thank you. And a holistic approach. Mm. Awesome.
So I'm big on partnerships, right? I think it's an awesome strategy. And you have developed some incredible partnerships, you know, Hilton Hotels, Stanford Hotels, the list goes on. You're just going to say, oh, they just came along, but I'm not going to let you. <laughs> How, you know, because the power of a partnership is amplification, right? You go into one Hilton and all of a sudden you expose the business to however many thousands and thousands of potential clients. How do you develop these partnerships? I'd like to say something witty, but... <laughs> Leave that to me. <laughs> it's just building beautiful relationships mm-hmm. that last the test of time and honouring your word. That's okay. It. So let's just work through that because that's easy to say, but can we go to a recent partnership that you've struck and how do you build a beautiful relationship? Because you've got to, you've got to identify the person you got to get past the Dobermans. You got to figure out what they want. Why? Why? Why rejuvenators? There's a whole lot of kind of unanswered questions. So, how do you build a beautiful relationship with a hotel partner? It's talking. It's just talking and investigating, like really, what people want. What do they need? You know, um, what's working for them in their business. What's not. What can make their life easier. Uh, how you can assist them with that, and then. Being honest is so underrated these days, you know, and if if I can't do something, I'll let them know up front rather than promise and then under-deliver. I'd much rather go the other way, you know, and um, purposely delight people mm-hmm. uh, with our service and what we do. So, and, and, you know, look, as a company, we're not... We're not, like, perfect. Things go wrong. People, human are human, and our therapists get stuck in traffic and Hmm. all sorts of things. But we will always do our best to make it right for our client and for the hotel partner because literally, like, we work in hotel rooms all over Australia. We're in bed with our hotel partners. So when we walk in, we represent them, and I do not take that lightly. Mm. Uh, so you really, you've got two clients. I mean, you particular head office of rejuvenators, whatever that looks like. You and a part, you and a business partner or something. But it's like uh, your clients are the hotels, the people in the hotels, procurement or whoever. I don't know, even who, general manager. I don't know whoever it is. Yeah. And then your masseurs have clients that massage, and they're also. So how do you wow the corporates, the guys in the hotels? I love it. I don't know, Tim. I just do me. I know. When I say I love it, this is a game. What's Kim doing? She's sort of smiling and yeah. looking left and right, looking for an answer. It's just, it's just you. You're yeah. honest. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, that it's even when it's been tough, like even I remember, gosh, going back to that, Supreme Court stuff, I just rang all my hotel contacts and I said, hey guys, look, this is what's happening for me. I don't know how it's going to work out and um, just wanted to let you know. Mm -hmm. And I had some beautiful emails and calls with people and they just said, Kim, you know, regardless of what happens, it's you that we want to work with, Mm -hmm. not the brand. So if you don't win, that's okay. You just let us know. And we're there to support you. That is an awesome learning right there. Mm. It's you they want to work with, not the brand. Particularly in service industries, people buy from people. We we forget that a lot. So you could go and start, you could have started, you know, Rejuvenators too. And they'd come along to the, because they love Kim. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Um, no, just looking to Jamie, no earthquake. We're good. We're safe. We don't need to panic. I, I, I wasn't panicking. Were you panicking, Kim, a little bit? No. Okay. I had a slight kind of tremor inside, thinking going to be okay. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> not my snore at all. So um, marketing. Let's talk marketing. Mm. You build a brand. Uh, what's your view on marketing? It's a good thing. It's, Isn't it? it? Yeah. I made a, a podcast from it. Yeah. Uh, look, it can be tough at times. Um, just as a business owner to try to do everything and do everything well, mm-hmm. That I struggle with that. Um, trying to find the right people to help you do the right steps at the right time. All of those things, it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's uh, a little difficult sometimes. And Give me an example it, of an aspect of marketing that's troubling you. Oh, I'm actually very, um, quite a private person. And so, like, l- let's look at social media. I'm not particularly a huge fan of it. Mm. And for me, it probably goes against a lot of my personal values of health and well-being. the amount of disconnection that people have, um, the mental issues and health issues that it can bring up, levels of anxiety for our younger people now. Oh, my gosh. You know, it breaks my heart. So to then have to go, everyone's like, you've got to be on social media. Mm. So I've resisted and resisted for so long. And it's only this year that I've actually... Uh, started to personally do Instagram, um, my business does the rest of it and my team do it for me because I was just so adamantly against it, mm-hmm. uh, seeing how it affected people in such a negative way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I, when I asked the question about, give me an aspect of marketing that's troubling you, I thought I might be able to give a little bit of coaching you know, on air, but like, I'm with you. Like, social <laughs> media is like... I think I said it the other day on a, a, a recent episode where it's like, as a father of three, they're not teenagers anymore, one is, but um, I hate it. I just think it's evil. Mm. I see what it's doing to not just young kids, no, actually no, society. Um, and I rattle on about this probably too much and just should move on. Um, as a person who represents small business and marketing, I think it's amazing. But at that, having said that, I don't see a lot of small businesses smashing social media out of the park where they go, you know, couldn't live without it. Mm. See a lot doing it and getting frustrated by it. Yeah. And, yeah, it's kind of a it's a two-edged sword. So you have your team... Because I saw an, an Instagram post you did yesterday or today. It's beautiful. I mean, it was really beautiful. I mean, I loved reading. It was all about, you know, being true to yourself and honouring, you know, I think it was about purpose. Mm. Um, so how does that help you get more business? I had no idea. <laughs> like it. seriously, you know what I've. You're so honest. <laughs> what I've realised uh, since I started my Instagram account, which was only well, I don't know, like three and four months ago. Yeah. Um, I've tried to figure it out the whole thing, and I was like, "What am I doing? How yeah. do I do this?" Anyway, I've I've already had like one actual real paying client from Instagram, Ooh. which blew my mind. It's like, wow, it worked. So, but I I really didn't do it for that. If you want to know the cynical real reason that I started it was so I had content going to my kimpower.com site, mm-hmm. you know, fresh content. That was it. <laughs> so, well, I suppose I should try to figure this out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what I've realised is, oh, I probably need to shift some of my beliefs around social media mm-hmm. because it's just another form of communication. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, and it's just and, and and I'll add to that. It's just people having conversations online. Mm. If you look at it like that, it still yep. takes time. Yeah, yeah, but it it doesn't necessarily need to be the evil thing I thought it was. Mm. Like so, I've gone. Oh, okay. I sh- I can probably soften my stance a little. Righto. And um, just it helps people hopefully know more of me as a person. Uh, you know, even though I'm quite... Private. Private, hmm. yeah. Another aspect of marketing, and I would have thought a key aspect is the in-room card. Mm. Like, is that just... It's critically important, right? You don't have a business without it. No, no. Uh, uh, and, of course, the relationships with our concierge yes. teams. Yes, You know, and our front office managers and staff and beautiful general managers and all the housekeeping staff. Wow. Yes. How, how do you do all that? It's challenging. Do you have a team? Uh, it's a very small team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On are they like merchandisers? You know, like if you had a, 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 a supermarket product, no, you would send merchandisers out to make sure it looks good on the shelf and the tags are right and the promotions are there. No. So you don't have people going around to the different hotels going, "Can I check the room to see if our card's in the right position?" And can I speak to the housekeeping staff to remind them what we do? No. No, like we've got a couple of people that that assist us with it, but generally it's. Um, yeah, some of it is somewhat automated, and then some is is you know touching base. And, What's automated? Uh, emails and just checking timetables of how long we know that things are mm-hmm. in play for. Yeah, that card again is so critical to your business. How do you know? You, you just is it a matter of trust to go? It's in every room that we think it's in. Uh, we'll check. Not, we'll no. check at times. Right. Yeah, we'll check the statistics and just see what our numbers are doing mm-hmm. and. Um, we can see from our reporting every month who's really busy, who's quiet, what's happening, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and just see anything that we need to zero in on and touch base with people about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're so relaxed about your business. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> D- depends on the day, Jim. No, I got you on a good day. <laughs> well, you're up here in Noosa. It's gorgeous. You had a lovely meal last night. Yeah. The sun's shining out there. Yeah. Get you tomorrow. It's like, ah! No, truly, my team are amazing, you know. Uh, I couldn't do it without them and they, uh, whether it be my therapist team, my head office team, my call centre staff, like, they are brilliant at what they do and, yeah, it, it all works. The actual setup of the, the, the logistics of the business, you have a call centre. Yes. Local or overseas? Uh, both. Okay. Yeah. And how big is it? Or how uh, many people on it? I've got six. Right. Yeah, six call centre people. And um, and have you got it local to do sort of nine to five and then they go home and the Philippines takes over or uh, something? It uh, depends. Mm. You know, we actually tend to run our Filipino team, our two full-time staff. We go to the Philippines, we do training with them. They've had massage from me. They've had everything, body That's, scrubs, yeah. the lot. You've got to do that. Yeah. Um, and we love going over there. It's fun. It's another part of our holiday. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's She did great. quite marks then with her fingers. Yeah. Holiday. Yeah. So, um, that's really cool. And what we do is we know our busy time of the day when all of our clients ring in and want a booking. And so we just make sure that we've got the right amount of team members on, whether it be our local people here and our international team. Uh, and then, yeah, certainly sometimes really late at night. It might just be our international team, but not every day. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we manage the roster for all of our teams so that they've got a great level of work-life balance and they can have time with their families, things mm-hmm. like that. What other marketing do you do to get the word out there? Uh, 
we've obviously got the website. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's the relationship marketing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, difficult customers. I imagine you'd have a few. Yes. How do you handle them? Very politely and extremely professionally. Yeah. So most of the difficult customers uh, don't get to the end of our our phone conversation, you know, or mm. they don't get to the booking process. Right. So we very politely uh, offer them a male therapist and um, they say, oh, no, it's okay, I'll call back. Oh, okay, so you're talking about those difficult customers. Yeah, what difficult customers are you talking about? Oh, complainers. Bad massage, you know. Uh, you know what? Thought you'd be... We're very blessed. It doesn't happen a lot. Mm. Oh, it really doesn't. We're, we're very, very... Our team are brilliant. The therapists are great. They love what they do. They care about what they do. And awesome. at the end of the day, you know, it's hard with something like a massage because... I could massage you today and you go, oh, my God, that was amazing. And then I massage someone else tomorrow and they hate it. Mm. And it's like, well, what changed? So subjective. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's And I struggled with that for many years, um, being quite driven in my want to get it right mm. mode of, well, how do I guarantee it? And mm. I couldn't. So I sort of had to let go of some of that. Uh, control issues, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and go, oh, all right. Well, if I can't guarantee consistent quality 110% of the time across the board, what can I do? And that's why the systems and the structures and the procedures and the training and all of that played such a crucial role. So that allowed me to let go. Got it. And now you've got kimpower.com, which, by the way, is with a Y, K-Y-M, power.com, which is your own personal brand, your own personal website, and you're sort of positioning yourself as masseur, healer to the stars and VIPs of the world. And don't just give me a little, oh, yeah, like, let me just reel off some names here, Miss Power, Tony Robbins, The Boss, Bruce Springsteen, Cindy Lauper, Chopper Reed, <laughs> no relation to me. Kylie, Lady Gaga, Sir Richard, Russell Brand. This is extraordinary. Now, I'm going to ask you to go into absolute detail about each one of those people, but but first, (laughs) yeah, good luck, Tim. Yep. How? How do you get clients like that? Uh, Again, you know, it goes back to really honouring what you do. And um, for many years, I would never, ever, ever put that list out in the public domain. I was surprised to see it on your website, I must say. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only through multiple business coaches, mentors and marketing people mm, going, Kim, my God, you have to let people know who you work with. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, they're just a person. You know, when I go and work with them, they're lovely, they need me, I do a great job, I leave done, job done. I don't want to do the wrong thing and, Mm -hmm. you know. um, Okay, let me ask, you're avoiding my question. (laughs) So, six months ago, I have a guy on the show, Steve Sims. Yeah. He's got a client, his his major client is Elton John. Does all Elton's parties, Academy Awards, does all that kind of stuff. And he talked about the process of how he got Elton John as a client. Mm -hmm. And basically, it was about relationships and partnerships and it was about recognising that with Elton, the big Doberman is Elton's husband. The, the, but before Elton's husband, 
there's a whole lot of baby dopamines yeah. and you have to get you identify each one and understand what their needs are. The need might be to tell them they're doing a great job and they're really appreciated or they need a bunch of flowers or whatever else it is. Mm. And he was quite strategic about how he, how he went through that process. Okay, again, you've got some big name clients, as big as, if not bigger than Elton John. How? Oh, Kim... You are, she's just smiling. This is not a video interview, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know it's not very good for on air. Um, it, okay. I'm going to just keep... It's just really interesting. I mean, my, uh, did, did you get one? You kind of assume that all these guys know each other, but they don't. No. But did you... I'm sure some do. Did you get one? Some of it's been word of mouth, absolutely. So, uh, so someone... Who was one of your big names, early big names? Oh, gosh. Uh, probably Kylie Minogue. Kyle's. Yeah. She'd know a few. Yeah. She goes back to London and goes, I, when you, anyone, if you go to Australia, you must ring Kim Power and get fixed. Yeah. That's how it works? Yeah, that's how it works. Right. And, okay. you know, their management teams and... Um, and obviously they're staying at my hotel partners. Ah. So that's, you know, um, they would get the call sometimes that, yep. that someone's in distress and that needs assistance and, uh, Kim, you need to come work with this person. You know, we'll fly you in, whatever it is. Can you be here in X? And it's like, sure. And I just drop everything and go. No names. I'd love names. Not going to get them. No. Tell us a story. Oh. Uh, I think one of the beautiful blessings that I have uh, available is that when I get to work with these um, incredible people that are at the top of their field, I get to be privy to the inside life and just seeing the level of dedication and commitment uh, and their attention to detail, it might be three in the morning, they've come off stage and they're doing a huge debrief with their PA, you know, in their hotel room, in the bedroom, and I'm trying to massage them or work with them. And it's like, it's it's fighting between that I'm, I'm on and I have to do this, you know, and it's important. Like it's that purpose for them too. It's where they are completely in their purpose and on track and they want to give all to their clients. So it's really beautiful to be a part of that and see and go, oh, you know, it's not just the machine that's behind mm. them that does all the work to make them as successful as what they are. There is dedicated like massive hard work, blood, sweat and tears that's gone on for them as well. Incredible. So, yeah. yeah. It's funny, I, a couple of nights ago I got stuck in a YouTube black hole and I ended up, and I don't know how, watching a video of, you know, The Edge, the lead guitarist of mm -hmm. U2. Mm -hmm. Have you massaged him? No. Um, Bono? No, okay. not yet. Uh, so, uh, and, and I was watching a YouTube video of his guitar master. So the guy under the stage who's handling all the edge is 49 guitars, which he plays in concert, right? And the guy who's worked with him for like 30 years was the most beautiful guy and he was just explaining in great detail the lengths the edge goes to every concert of going and checking all his guitars and just the level of detail and love and just how driven he is. And it's quite interesting. We can learn a lot from these guys. We don't all want to be that driven, 
some of us just don't have that level of that capacity to be like that. But mm. yeah, it is. They're like they're right on it, aren't they? Top of their game. It's sort of like a calling for them, I think. You know, when when they're at that echelon, mm. uh, sometimes even if they want to give up, they they can't. And that can be the team behind them that they feel so indebted to everyone, Mm -hmm. you know, that they can't. And then mentally that can play a a huge toll when they're physically, you know, uh, having a hard time or emotionally having a hard time. So, yeah, it's nice to be able to support that. So why has KimPower.com decided to go the route of celebrities and VIP high performers as opposed to just giving it back to the... Average man and woman. Truly, like, every single person I work with is a celebrity. Whether it's a mum, a dad, an 18-year-old kid, just to get through today's... Podcaster from Noosa? Yeah. Stop it. Just to get through today's life and do it in a way where you're healthy and well and emotionally well, that's a huge deal these Mm -hmm. days. Where do you see KimPower.com in five years' time? Uh, probably working from anywhere in the world. Uh, nice. You know, doing virtual work as well as hands-on work. Mm-hmm. It's um, as powerful, if not better sometimes, than, mm. than doing just hands-on. So I can work with anyone anywhere now, which is great. Like, what a great I'm business. I'm loving that so much. Well, Kim, it's been an honour to meet you. Thank you. The chick who puts the, ho- the, the, mess- the mobile massage cards in hotel rooms. I finally met her. Yeah, best kept secret. I wish you all the best in the future. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me today. <laughs> Pleasure. Well, there you go, team. Rejuvenator's founder and now masseuse to the stars, Kim Power. If you'd like to book a massage, then head over to rejuvenators.com uh, or call it 1300 302 542 and use the code 10, that's the number 10, Timbo for a 10% discount on all her services. Or if you're a celebrity type and way too cool for discounts, then check out kimpower.com. <laughs> that's what I do. Righto, here's what grabbed my attention from that very relaxed chat with Kim. Attention grabber number one. I love the fact that she implemented systems and processes so early on in the business's growth, which clearly freed her up to get on the, with the business of growing rejuvenators. Attention grabber number two. I love the fact that Kim has clearly recognised that people buy from people as opposed to brands or businesses. And she's proved this by the fact that she could easily enough have launched a second iteration of rejuvenators if she'd lost that Supreme Court battle and brought the majority of her clients across with her. That's a strong personal brand right there. And attention grabber number three, I love how she's focused on building strong relationships with all the big hotel chains across Australia. Such a strong and powerful and effective marketing strategy. Well, that's what grabbed my attention. Whatever grabbed yours, be sure to block out some time and implement it. Come on down. It's Timbo's Monster Prize Draw. Oh, yes, indeedly, doodly, it's time to reward another motivated listener for taking some serious marketing action. And today's winner is... Exercise physiologist Andrew Simpson of myhealthteam.com.au. Well done to you, Andrew. Here's what he says. He says, hey, Timbo, 
My business partner and I have been listening to your podcast since about episode 50. Wow. Although we quickly caught up to those. Well done. That's a long time. Uh, I would say about nine years. We've sunk our teeth into the helpful marketing you keep banging on about. So we made a website dedicated to it. Here's part of the website that will hopefully blow you away. Yeah, it's really good, Andrew. For those wanting to have a look at a a, a clever little knowledge centre that kind of answers the questions that this business's prospects and clients have, check out myhealthteam.com.au forward slash injuries hyphen conditions. Um, great example. All the best, Andrew Simpson. Andrew, well done, buddy, uh, for sharing that little marketing gem and for implementing it more to the point. You win boxing gloves from Fitness Enhancement, valued at 40 bucks. You get Jeff Anderson's video marketing course, that's 197 bucks. A $50 Snackwise sample box, a full range of Liars non-alcoholic spirits, that's valued at over 500 bucks. A Sayer Skincare Basins Essential Pack, 79 bucks. A $50 Sendal Voucher, $100 to buy some tradies undies and promotion on the show and a backlink in the show notes. How good's that? Everyone else, if you haven't entered the Monster Prize draw, I would. You could win. You just got to send me an email, tim at timreed.com.au, telling me one idea you've implemented from this show, what impact it's had on your business. If I read it out on air, you win. Before we wrap things up, just a reminder that you'll find hundreds more interviews over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. If you're getting value from listening, then don't keep it a secret. Be sure to let other business owners know about this podcast. I'd love that. Next week, we catch up with Byron Bay Hippie and Flow Hive founder, Cedar Anderson, who has completely disrupted the beekeeping industry globally forever. This podcast was presented by me, Timbo Reed, produced by the effervescent Matt Dwyer. Until next week, thanks for tuning in. Now get out there and take action.